We're going to open up in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father, (laughs) for the joy, for the joy, for the joy that we have in you, Father God, that we keep our eyes, we keep our attention on you this morning. And we thank you, Father, we came expecting to receive all that you have for us this morning. We take it. And I thank you, Father, for utterances this morning by the Spirit that your word goes forth and it brings deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. 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 Are you in First John 4? Yes. You know, I've been reading through the First John, Second John, and Third John. It's real fast. You can read it a couple times. <laughs> As we're reading our book of the month, The Love uh, the Great Quest by Pastor Nancy. I've been adding uh, that those chapters, uh, those books of the Bible to my daily reading plan. And I tell you, whoo, it's good stuff. First, second, and third John. How many of you know the Bible's good stuff? It's some good reading. It'll change your life. Amen. And first John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome. Come on. I said, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome. Well, pastor, I've been through some things. It doesn't look like I'm overcoming. Matter of fact, it feels sometimes like I'm sinking. You know, we are so glad that we are not children uh, of this world. Children of this world are moved by what's going on around them. They're moved by when the enemy comes and tries to take them out in their life. But you don't have to be moved. You don't have to be moved by the situation, by circumstances, because the Bible says you are of God and you have overcome. Not you're going to overcome. Not one day you'll be an overcomer. But you are born of God and you have already overcome. What have you overcome? Anything that's in this world, lack, sickness, disease, pain, um, Uh, any deficiency in your life that you could think of that subtracts from your life, you've already overcome that. Praise the Lord. You know, who is greater in this world? Jesus or the devil? Who's greater? I think sometimes Christians, we act like the devil is greater. But the Bible says you are of God and have overcome. Why? Because Jesus... He already got the victory for us. Amen. We're overcomers through Him. The Amplified says, Little children, you are of God. You belong to Him and have already defeated and overcome them. That's saying you've already defeated sickness. You've already defeated lack. You've already defeated pain in your body. It's already been defeated. Why? Because you're born of God. We are children of God, and so the enemy, he tries to come, and, and he wants to, um, he tries to keep us from finding out who we are in Christ. How do you find out who you are in Christ? You read your Bible. I said you read your Bible, you read your daily reading plan, you're reading your Bible, you're meditating on the Word, and if you find out who you are in Christ, then guess what? You find out what belongs to you. And I'm going to tell you right now, church, victory belongs to you. Victory is already yours. We're not trying to get healing. We're not trying to get um, financial breakthroughs. It's already yours. It's already ours by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now I want you to look at, um, I want you to turn to um, 1 John. Here we are again in 1 John. I'm telling you, 1 John has a lot of good stuff. 1 John chapter 3. So, God has already gotten us the victory. We are victorious. First John um, 5 said, says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory to, that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. So here it's saying again, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Here the Lord's calling you again an overcomer. Just in case you forgot, you're an overcomer. That means nothing should pull you down, weigh you down, uh, make you feel down. If we're walking around and we feel down and depressed, it's because we forgot who we are in Christ. We forgot who God made us. And how many of you, I've been there before. Have you ever been there? We've all been there. We've all, we've all, if we could say, lost the victory for a little while and we forgot who we were in Christ, right? But when you know who you are in Christ, you can stand up boldly 
and declare who you are in Christ. You need to not just know who you are in Christ. You not, we don't just need to know what the Bible says, but we need to declare who we are in Christ. Well, mostly for ourselves, to stir ourselves up. You know, when, when David was going through a hard time, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He had to remind himself, who is, who is with me? Who is with me? You have to remind yourself, who's with you? Are you by yourself in this world? Are you trying to make something happen? Are you trying to be a victor? You're not trying to do anything. But we just read, you've already overcome. When you, the minute, the minute you ask Jesus into your heart and into your life, you are immediately an overcomer. Maybe before you were a defeated one, but now you're an overcomer. And the devil's under your feet. Amen. Now, 1 John 3, verse 8 says, did you know, before I read this verse, that every one of you has a purpose in life, right? We've heard Pastor Marcus, he's talked about that. What about Jesus? Did he have a purpose in life? Sure enough. He did. First John 3, 8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. But I want you to focus on this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus had a purpose. He didn't just come to earth and heal some people and deliver some people. What was he doing? He was walking out his purpose. His purpose was to destroy, say destroy, destroy. the works of the devil. When he came, guess what? He destroyed them. We're not, oh Lord, when are you going to destroy this sickness? When are you going to? No, it's already been defeated. It's already been destroyed. The Amplified says the reason the Son of God was made manifest. Who's the Son of God? Jesus. The reason Jesus was made manifest was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. Jesus destroyed all the works. Say all the works. Of the devil. What are some of the works of the devil? Sickness, poverty, depression, loneliness, um, not having a sound mind, uh, being in worry all the time. That's not, that's not a, a, of God, right? Being in fear. Fear, that's not of God. Those, these are works of the enemy. This morning I'm going to specifically focus on sickness. And disease. Because Jesus came to undo all the works, say all the works, of the devil. And that word destroy means to reduce to absolute inactivity. To reduce it. Inactive. It's not working. In other words, his works, they're inactive. They're inactive. To render entirely idle and useless, to make void and of none effect. To make void and of none effect. So when the enemy tries to come and he puts symptoms on our body or he puts sickness, you know, he's not trying, you're not the, you're not the sick trying to get healed. You are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed. Why? Because you're an overcomer. You're already victorious, right? So you are the healed and the enemy, what is he? He's a thief. What is he trying to do? He's trying to steal your healing. He's trying to steal your peace of mind. He's trying to steal your joy. He's always coming to try and steal something. Don't let the devil steal from you anymore. Stand up, be bold, use the power of God that he's given you and take what belongs to you. And healing belongs to you. But he would try and come and tell you that you're the sick. But you have to remind him, I'm not the sick, I'm the healed. And these symptoms, this sickness, it cannot stay on a healed body. Why? Because Jesus destroyed. He destroyed the works of the devil. Say he destroyed them. That means they're of no effect. Amen. So, you know, if you want to live a long life on earth, you're going to have to be a fighter. You're going to have to be a fighter. You're going to have to stand up and you're going to have to be bold and you're going to have to declare this is what God's word says about me. If it says it, I believe it and that settles it. 
I said, that settles it once and for all. That settles it. It doesn't, and that's, see, when you get bold and you stand up and the enemy comes with symptoms or pain or you get a bill in the mail or something unexpected comes, you're not moved because you believe the word. You know that Jesus destroyed the works of the devil and he's a thief and you will not. Would you allow a thief to come in your house? Can you imagine a thief with a, you know, they got the little black mask on. They've got a big, a big trash bag and they're like, I'm here. I'm ready to come into your house. I'm going to steal some things. Would you like, oh yeah, come on in. Yeah. Well, you, oh, you want that? Yeah, I didn't want that anyway. Oh yeah. Well, that's one of my favorites. You know, would you let a thief in? You would not. But anytime you allow symptoms and sickness and pain, when we allow those things on our body, we're allowing Unless if we're not standing up, if we're laying down and taking it, we're allowing that thief to come in and rob from us. What's he trying to rob? Our healing. Something that we already have. You already have your healing. Amen. Praise God. So if you want to live a long life, you're going to have to be a fighter. If you want to live a healthy life, a whole life, you're going to have to be a fighter. If if you want to live a life of joy, you're going to have to fight off depression. You're going to have to fight off lethargy. You're going to have to fight off. I don't really feel like praising today. You're going to have to fight that off. You're going to have to defy your feelings, and you're just going to have to do the word. Amen? Millions of Christians. There are millions of people out there. They act like there's no healer. I've been there. I've acted like there was no healer. I forgot about, oh, yeah, I'm healed. We've all been there, right? And, you know, it's so easy to accept symptoms, body aches, headaches. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm just getting older now. You know, uh, dim eyes. Um, Well, you know, those are just, you know, aging, you know, now that I'm older. You know, people make jokes about now that I'm older. Well, we start to accept things that are not part of our covenant. Those do not belong to us. Jesus went to the cross. So he took the dim eyes. He took the mind uh, that, you know, memory loss. He took that. He took headaches on that cross. When Jesus wants it on the cross, he took leprosy. He took COVID-19. When he was on that cross, Jesus had, those of you watching, Jesus had COVID-19. And trust me, there's probably other diseases we haven't even heard about yet. He took those on the cross too. You know why? He knew everything and he took it all. He took it all up on the cross so we wouldn't have to take it. He took our place. Who took your place? Jesus. Jesus took your place. Amen. Um, You know, the Bible says that in Joshua, it says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Uh, The Lord was saying that to Joshua when he was supposed to go in and take the promised land, right? We've talked about the promised land. That promised land was there. It was theirs for the taking. But guess what they had to do? They had to get up and take it. They had to get up and possess the land. And just as the people of Israel had to get up and possess what God promised them, we as believers, we have to rise up. I got to go take my healing. I got to go get my healing today. Healing's already mine. It's already been provided. See, the Israelites, they sat there way too long. Matter of fact, some of them didn't even take their land because they were looking at the giants. They were looking at uh, their their own abilities. As believers, we can't be looking at, well, the, this, the doctor's report says this. It's a big report. Or the economy says this. Or this is what the CDC says. It doesn't matter what all those things say. You want to know what matters to me? The Bible. What did God say about me? What does God say about my body? What does God say about uh, him being my healer? Right? It says he took those things upon the cross so that we could walk out. Our healing, but we have to get up and possess it. If we don't take possession of what belongs to us, we don't get to reap the benefits. We, you know, you hear Brother Copeland talk about, you know, I'm gonna go to 120. I'm, you're thinking, I remember when I first heard him say that, I was like, wow. I mean, I know the Bible. You know, the Bible does promise you 120 years. Did you know that? The Bible promises you 120. When he, when he first said that, I was like. Wow, that's, that's just amazing, man. He's a general. He's a mighty man of God. But, you know, that helps us as the body of Christ to go, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live a long life. 
God promises you a long life. Amen. But if you don't get up and possess what belongs to you, you won't reap the benefits. Amen. Praise the God. So think of this. Let's turn to 1 Peter 2.24. And I know some of you know this, but we're just going to look at some healing verses. Amen. 1 Peter 2.24. Because healing is ours and we have to get up and take what belongs to us. Take possession of it. You know, some people, they're sitting around, well, you know, if God wants me healed, then I'll be healed. Or if God wants me to have that car, then I'll have it. Or if God wants me to have that house, or if God wants me to have you know, uh, this, then I'll get it. Don't sit around and wait. God is, you know, you're not waiting on God. You know, that would be like someone, like, for example, what if someone said, what if you were telling somebody about Jesus and you said, you know, Jesus really loves you. You know, there's a heaven and a hell. God wants you to go to heaven and he's got a mighty plan for your life. And if the person said, eh, if God wants me to go to heaven, then I will. You would say, that's not how it works. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You've got to ask Jesus to come into your life. You know, you've got to do something, right? You've got to take your salvation. If, if nobody had to uh, open their mouth and believe that Jesus was their Lord and confess him as Lord and Savior, then everybody on earth would be saved, right? But people have to do something. What, they have to possess their salvation. Well, that's the same way with anything else. We can't just sit around and go, well, if God wants me to have that house, I'll get it. Well, then you'll never get it. You've got to rise up in faith and you have to know God wants me to move into more. God said, when every time I go to church, God, God always says, he's got more for me. He's got more for me. So I'm going to tap into that more. And to get that more, I've got to tap into more of the word. See, more word equals more of God. Less word equals less of him. So we've got to spend our time in the word, right? So just like we receive salvation with our mouth and we're accepting Uh, him as our Lord and Savior, we're confessing, that's how we take possession of our salvation, right? That's how someone gets born again. That's how their life is changed. That's the same way with anything else that God's put desires in your heart or anything that already belongs to us, such as healing. We just have to take possession of it, right? 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins on his own body on the tree. Now, it's talking about the tree. It's talking about on the cross. So here, Jesus, he's on the cross. It says he bore our sins. In his own body on the cross, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Say, I was healed. That's past tense. It's not saying, by whose stripes you're going to be healed. What did I say earlier? We're not trying to get our healing. The Bible says, you were healed. That day, 2,000 something years ago. That Jesus died on the cross. That day, you were healed. That day, you were healed. That day. That day, on the cross, you were healed. You were healed that day. That day. It does, notice it doesn't say you're going to be. It says you were healed. You were healed. You know, when Peter said this, he was looking back to Calvary. He wrote this, and he was looking back, and he said, you were healed. You were already healed. You were healed that day. I was healed the day that Jesus died on the cross. I was healed the day Jesus died on the cross. I was healed the day that Jesus, say that with me, I was healed the day Jesus died on the cross. I was healed on the day of Calvary. I was healed. How were you healed? By his stripes. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes. And does that, does that cover? It covers every sickness, every disease, every pain that you could even imagine. It even covers a broken heart. Healing in every aspect, in every form. He took it all on the cross that day. That day, I was healed. That day you were healed. So when symptoms try and come and get on your body, you've got to open up your mouth and believe. Believe that day I was healed. See, you always will have to release your faith for healing. Let me say that again. You always have to release your faith for healing. Just like you asked Jesus to come into your life. And you, when you said those words, Lord, Jesus, come into my life, be the Lord of my life. 
take my life, do something with it. I believe that you died and rose again that day. What were you doing? You were releasing your faith by saying that, by confessing him as Lord. You were releasing your faith for salvation. And then when, do you remember when you got born again? You asked Jesus into your heart? And if someone were to ask you, yeah, yeah, I have Jesus in my heart. I'm born again. I'm a Christian now. How do you know? I just know. But how do you know? Like if someone were to come and tell you, yeah, you're not, you're like, no, I am. I know. I know. Well, do you have proof? I just know. I just know. I mean, you can't see anything, but you know that you know, right, that you're born again. You know that you know that you know you're going to heaven. You know. There's something that bears witness. You can't even explain how you know. You just know. Well, it's the same thing with healing. Healing belongs to you. Jesus did it on the cross 2,000 years ago, and we are healed. We are healed now. That day, amen? So, But we still have to release our faith in God for healing. We have to say something. Say, we have to say something. Psalms 107, 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Didn't you have to say something to get born again? Didn't you have to say something to, to become a believer? You had to say something. It's the same thing with healing. You have to say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So don't allow the thief to come in. Release your faith. I said, release your faith. You say, by the blood of Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. If I was, then I am. I have said this leaning over a toilet. You know, trying to be gracious here, but just in the middle of pain and symptoms, I open my mouth and I say, by his stripes, I was healed. I take my healing. Healing is mine. I am saying it in the middle of the symptoms. I am defying those symptoms. I will not allow those symptoms and are they real? They're real. You feel them. That's happening in your body. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the truth is, I said the truth is that by his stripes, I was healed on that cross 2,000 years ago. That's the truth. It doesn't matter what my body says, how my body feels. I know the truth says in 1 Peter 2:24, by his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. Come on. We were healed is what it says. We were healed. Amen. Now, so we know. How many of you, does anybody still doubt God's will to heal? Don't raise your hand. Let me ask you this question. How many of you believe that it is always, I want you to know this, it is always God's will to heal you? Always God's will. Always God's will. Okay. So I want to talk about a few avenues that um, God uses uh, to bring healing. Amen. But you always have to release your faith. Yeah. Say so you always have to release your faith. You always have to release your faith. So one of the ways that God, um, that one of the avenues of healing is in Mark 16. I'm just going to read it uh, where hands are laid on you. Right. That's why we lay hands because Mark 16 verse 16 I'm sorry, verse 18 says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It doesn't say they might recover. It doesn't say we hope they recover. It says they will recover. So one of the avenues of healing that God uses is laying hands on the sick. Amen. The, there's another one, the second one, um, anointing with oil. James 5, 14 through 15. It says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So that's why sometimes you'll see um, pastor using oil, anointing with oil. And it says the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith. Yes. The, there always has to be a prayer of faith. Right. You can't just lay hands on someone and have no prayer of faith. Yes. There has to be faith attached. You have to release your faith to be healed every single time. Every single time you have to release your faith. So when hands are laid on you, you're, are you coming up thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to get healed because hands are laid on me. Or are you thinking, I'm releasing my faith so that when hands are laid on me, that healing goes in and I'm healed. Right? It's, that's what you have to do. You have to release your faith. The same thing with anointing oil. When, an, when oil is, they anoint you with oil, the prayer of faith will save the sick. There still has to be a prayer of faith. 
You still have to release your faith. Now, another one, let's look. I want you guys to turn to this because we do this here often. Acts 19. Let's turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 19. Praise the Lord. These are avenues of healing. Number one, avenues that the Lord uses. Laying on hands of the sick. Laying hands on the sick. Number two, anointing with oil. And number three, Acts 19, verse 11. Um, it's tra- healing is transferred through a cloth, right? So we have, our, we have our cloths that we sometimes will lay hands on and we'll pray. Why do we do that? Well, Acts 19, 11 says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Hallelujah. So the healing power of God is transferred through a cloth. So when we when we get that cloth and let's say someone's not here, we lay hands on it, we're expecting that healing to be transferred. But you still have to come ready to release your faith for God to heal you. Because these are just avenues. These are just methods. The anointing oil, a minister can pray for you. You can have hands laid on you. These are points of contact. They're points of contact. You know how in the Bible it often talks about how they reached out to touch Jesus. They wanted to touch him to be healed. These are points of contact. Right? It was a point of contact for them. But these are avenues. Say avenues. Through which we can release our faith in God's word. So these three things, they're avenues. But you still have to come releasing your faith. Ready to receive. I'm receiving my healing. He did it for me on the cross. So when hands are laid on me, this is an avenue. That healing is going to go in and drive out all sickness. Or I'm taking this cloth back and I'm going to lay this on my body. I'm doing it in faith. I'm doing it in faith. Believing God just as uh, special miracles were wrought through the hands of Paul and those evil spirits went out, the diseases left through the handkerchief, it's going to come through this cloth and those evil spirits are going to leave. If there's any evil spirit and that and any diseases will leave through the cloth. These are avenues. These are methods, right? Now I want you to turn to Luke chapter 5 because the main way, say the main way, that we receive our healing um, the good news is, is you don't have to wait for any of these three things. These three things are great. But I don't have to wait to get to church on Sunday to have someone lay hands on me. I don't have to wait to get a prayer cloth. But they're all three good. And we should expect the power of God to work through them. But there's another way that God works and he can do it anytime, anywhere. See, these, these way, uh, the, the anointing oil, the laying on of hands, those are all by the Spirit of God. And we're not, we don't have to wait on these things to be healed. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 15 says, But so much more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and be healed. Amen. Underline that. To hear and be healed by him of their infirmities. To hear and be healed. Does hearing have anything to do with being healed? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It sure does. That's why it's so important to hear the word, to get your kids in church, for you to be in church hearing the word. When you're at home, you're listening to the word. Why? Because God's healing power can come just from you hearing the word. You don't, if, if you don't have someone there to lay hands on you, if you don't have a cloth, if you don't have the anointing oil, guess what? You can just hear the word and be healed. Amen. A lot of people want to be healed, but they don't want to hear anything. Right? Don't we always, come on, we live in 2020. Everybody want to take the shortcut. I'll put it in the microwave. You know, I want to get there quicker. Uh, how fast can, how quick can this car get from zero to 60? Right? Everything's like quick mode, right? But the Bible says the multitudes came together to hear. It doesn't say they just came to be healed. They came to hear and be healed. Praise the Lord. People will seldom get anything if they don't hear the word. People will seldom get anything if they're not hearing the word. 
That's why the enemy would try and keep yeah. you from hearing the word, try and keep you from, from listening to the word. You know, I know there's sometimes back in the day when my kids were little, every morning we watched Kenneth Copeland and I make them all sit down. We're watching Kenneth Copeland. Everybody get in here. You know, 8 a.m. it was on. This was before victory. And, uh, but there were times I would turn on something and all of a sudden everyone gets all distracted and they're all noisy and I'm like, what's going on? I'm trying to hear the word, right? And all these distractions come. That's how life can be sometimes. Yeah. But the enemy would try and, and distract you and keep you from hearing and tell you it's not important to hear. I'm here to tell you today it is important to hear the word and be healed. Amen. Now just turn over one chapter to Luke chapter 6 and look at verse 17. It says, they came down with him and stood in a plain and a company of his disciples and a great multitude. Say a great multitude. That's a lot of people. A great multitude of people came out uh, out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast, which came to what? Hear. hear him, to listen, to hear him, and to be healed of their diseases. Interesting, the next verse says, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, they were healed. Amen. Well, I thought you had to cast a spirit out. Heard one minister, he said, I thought you, you know, people thought, think you have to cast a spirit out. This one says, they heard the word and it left. Mm. Sometimes you do, but not always. Isn't that good? That blessed me when I read that. I'm like, that is so good. You just have to hear the word and be healed. Hear the word and those who were vexed with unclean spirits, they were healed. Woo, come on. You see the same power, say the same power, that will heal people of diseases will deliver them from demons. That's why it's so important to keep feeding yourself. You're always hearing the word. You're feeding on his word. Proverbs 4.20 says, his words are life and health to all your flesh, right? But what do you have to do? You have to attend to his words. You have to hear his words, right? And then you have to, you've got to say so. You've got to say what your redemption provided for you. You have to say, I'm healed. That day on the cross, 2,000 something years ago, I was healed then. We were healed. And I'm not allowing the enemy to come and try and take my healing. But it's important to hear his word, right? So God can heal through these special manifestations of the spirit, but when he doesn't initiate something, you don't have to wait. You can just hear the word and it'll bring healing to your body. Isn't that so encouraging? I just need to hear the word. I've just got that word going in. It just, it will bring healing and health to my body. Brother Hagen said uh, there was a woman who was going to die with die of cancer and her doctors had done all they could and she had 10 days to live. Say 10 days. That's not a lot of time when someone says you've got 10 days to live. And um, he said he went over there to, to uh, he was going to minister to her, and the Holy Spirit didn't tell him to do anything. There were no specific instructions. And, uh, and so he said, I sat down by her bed, and I opened up the word, and I began to teach her. He said, it took me a little time, but by hearing the word, she was perfectly healed of terminal cancer. Do we realize the power of God's word right here? We have to hear that word, hear that word. He said it took, it said it took a little time. That's what he said. It wasn't, we don't know how fast it happened. It took a little time. You know, it takes sometimes time for your, your heart to hook in. You know, there's been times I've been believing God for things and I'm hearing the word and I'm feeding on the word and I know it in here, but in here, I'm like, it's not a revelation to me yet. But I still keep confessing the word and my mind will still come and try and bring doubt. But I'm like, no, I'm feeding on the word. You know, when your mind brings doubt, feed on the word more, Amen. hear the word more Amen. because that's an area that you need to grow. in. so I'll, I'll catch myself if there's an area and I'll feed on the word, feed on the word. And one day I'm like, oh no, I know it. I don't just know it in here. I know it in here. And you can get to that point where you know that you know in here. So then when situations do come, you're like, oh, no, I already know. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes my way. I'm already healed. 
Doesn't matter what comes my way, I know my God shall supply all my needs. He's my source. Doesn't matter what comes my way, I know that the power of God keeps me. It keeps my children. It keeps my family. Power of God keeps the river church. Come on. Power of God keeps your family. So you can know that you know. But how does that happen? By feeding on the word, by hearing his word. So all you have to do is just hear the word. If we can get people to hear the word, they can be healed. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Even if we don't have the manifestations of the other things, if we don't have the laying on of hands, if we don't have the the cloth or the anointing oil, they just hear the word and they can be healed. Praise God. I'm telling you. So we don't have to wait. We don't have to say, well, if God ever heals me, I'll believe it. No. We just can take our healing, just like the Israelites went out and they finally, after 40 years, it took them a while. Don't be like them. I don't know. I mean, if God wants me to have it, I guess I'm just going to wander. Don't wander around in the wilderness of sickness and disease. Don't wander around the wilderness of pain. I tell you, the other day, a headache tried to get on me. I woke up. I go, oh, no. You know, and you can say, well, you know, it's because this is going to, this is then this, and you didn't get enough sleep, and you know, you've been none and uh. You know, that's how the enemy works. Oh, you know, and I got up and I said, Oh no! Okay, I'm gonna exercise. You did, you done you done did it now. I'm gonna exercise, and then I got in my word, and I'm like, I feel so much better. I, I but you've got to stand up and say, Oh no! That little headache, I could, it could be some. It's not staying here. It's not staying here. You t- stand up and take what belongs to you, knowing I, I'm already an overcomer. Healing's already mine, and devil, you ain't trying to steal healing from me. You're not going to steal anything from me or my family. Parents, when your kids are sick, do what you need to do. If you need to give them some medicine or whatever. But I would also encourage you, lay hands on them or start. You know what I used to do? I didn't even lay. I would put the word on. Let's turn on some healing. Let's turn on the healing. I mean, you get that healing going. I turn on Gloria Copeland, Brother Hagen, where they're just saying the scriptures. That What's going on? That healing. It's going in. Even when they're asleep. I would turn on every night, Brother Copeland, even when they're asleep, that healing, it's going in. The power of God is going in. The seeds are going into their life. What's happening? It's going into their spirits, and it will produce. God's word will not return void, the Bible says. That means just as the rain waters the earth. Does the rain water the earth? Are you sure it waters the earth? The rain waters the earth, right? You know that when it rains, the earth is watered. The Bible says, just as the rain waters the earth, so God's word, when it goes in, it will not come back empty. It will produce something. It will produce life. It will produce healing, right? So we, we, we read these multitudes. They went, what did they go to do? To hear and be healed. They didn't have to wait for a special manifestation of the spirit. They had to just hear the word and that healing power went in and healed their body. Amen. So we just go in and possess what belongs to us. Now I'm going to close with this. Turn to James chapter 1. You have to settle in your mind, healing is mine. Healing is mine. And you know, you can start with the little things when they come. Could be a little pain. Could be, you know, maybe you bumped your toe. I don't know. You bumped your little pinky toe and you're like, oh, but I up some healing. Oh, I was healed 2,000 years ago. You know, even if you did it, even if you did it, healing is still yours. Pain is still under the curse. Galatians 3.13 says you are redeemed from the curse. Sickness, disease, pain, headaches, congestion, coughing. Let me say this. Throats draining, watery eyes, allergies, um, anything that you can think of, uh, uh, sore joints, those are all under the curse. Say they're under the curse. The Bible says you've been redeemed from those things. When were you redeemed? When he died on the cross. By his stripes, I was healed. We were healed. We already were. We already were healed. We're, we're taking our healing, right? Now, James 1, 6 and 7 says, um, Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth, wave earth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed let not that man think he shall receive anything of the lord so i want to encourage you don't waver about your healing don't waver about your redemption don't be double-minded 
You know, you have to settle in it in your mind. I am the healed. Those symptoms are trying to get on my body. That's the thief trying to steal from me. He's not taking it from me. He's not taking my healing. He's not taking my children. He's not taking my finances. He's not taking my marriage. You got to stand up for what is yours. Come on, stand up and say, you're not touching my stuff, devil. I mean, I, I say it all the time. Oh, no, you're not touching my Oh, no, 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 no. Now you just done it. You did it. Where's my tracks? Like I get somebody to say, let me go, go get, tell someone about Jesus. Come on, man. Let's be on the, what is that? Be on the offense, right? Be ready. Don't be on the defensive and the devil all beating you up. And you're like, I don't know why. Boom, boom. You know, why am I sick again? Why I got a headache again? Well, rise up and say what you've been redeemed from. Rise up and say, by his stripes, we were healed. Oh, devil, I was already healed 2,000 years ago. You trying to put a headache on me? I don't think so. Nuh-uh. Headache, you have to go. You're under the curse. I'm redeemed from it, and I will not waver. I will not waver. And you've got to say it until you believe it. I said, say it until you believe it. But keep that word. Keep feeding on that word. So don't waver. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Things that cause us to waver. Number one, our confession. Our confession isn't consistent. We say, oh, yeah, by his stripes I was healed. We were healed. And then, you know, mom calls you. How are you doing? Well, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I got this headache and my nose. And, you know, I don't know. I think I'm, I don't know, man. I got to go get tested for COVID. You know, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? You know, but then you tell your kids, by his stripes we were healed. Right? Okay, now your confession is, you have two different confessions going on. Speak the same thing. That's being double-minded. Did you know that that's being double-minded? I love the story Pastor Nancy told recently. She said, Kenneth Hagin, he was raised from his deathbed. Raised from his deathbed. He was going to die. And he went to school. He looked so deathly, the teachers called the principal and said, he shouldn't be coming to school. We're not afraid that he's going to just, you know, be sick. We're afraid he's literally going to die in our class. This is how, can you imagine? This is how bad he looked. And Kenneth Hagin went back to the Lord. He said, what, where have I missed it? And he realized people were asking him, how do you feel? How do you feel? And he started saying, well, yeah, I'm not. He started changing his confession. So he got back to declaring the word. And within a short time, his body was healed again. But he was actually headed back towards his deathbed just because he had a different confession. So, you know, we can say things to ourselves, we can say things to others, we can um, say things to our family members, but we got to make sure we're saying the same thing. Right. What are you believing God for? Yeah. It may, maybe it's not healing. Maybe you're believing God for a house. Someone said, hey, you know, you're getting that house. I don't know, man. Thanks said, I don't qualify. I don't know how. This would be a miracle. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. I thought God said he wanted to get you that house. Uh-huh. Right? So you got to say, yeah, mm-hmm. according to God's word, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a house. You know, I have to tell this testimony. Some of you are believing God for homes. I was talking to one of my friends, and she said, you know, my sister went in to one of the builders and uh, said, and her, her dad said, I feel like you need to go over to this builder. And she went in there. He goes, oh, yeah, you don't even need a down payment. They are in the process right now building her a brand new house where she has lived in an apartment for over 20 years of her life. She's got an older child. Nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's too hard for God. Know what belongs to you. Take what belongs to you. When God leads you with a step of faith, maybe you should go over and check this house out. Maybe you should go over and check this this thing out. Get up and go do it. You don't know what God's doing. You don't know. You just follow that leading. You don't have to figure it out. Amen. But I want to encourage you. Hear the word. Continue to hear the word. Do not waver. And the second thing, the second reason we can waver, number one, we have two different confessions. Number two, uh, we haven't put enough word in. Our mind's not renewed yet. Our mind's not renewed. So keep that word going in. When you start to waver, you know, maybe you start getting a little fearful. Okay, I've got to put more word in. I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And you start speaking the word and declaring the word and acting out the word, right? You've got to act out the word and just keep putting that word to work. Amen. I'm telling you, God is good. He said he would satisfy you with a long life. Say long life. And show you his salvation. Come on. Let's take what belongs to us. When I said to be a fighter, you want to live a long life, a life of health, wholeness, to be a, you have to be a fighter. I mean fight the good fight of faith. 
Fight the good fight of faith. Keep hearing that word. God's word goes in and it heals your body. Amen. Let's stand up before we close as we're getting ready. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 15, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I heard, I've heard people, they just started worshiping God and they were healed. I've heard of people, they were just sitting in the service. No one laid hands on them. They were healed. Amen. So this morning, let's offer up a sacrifice of praise. What is that? It's the fruit of our lips. And give thanks to him. The Bible says, lift up holy hands. Lift up your holy hands to the Lord. And let's just praise him for being our healer. Father God, we lift you up. We magnify you. Open your mouth and praise him. We praise you, Father. You are our healer. You're our deliverer. We thank you, Father, for your word that goes forth and brings healing to our bodies. We thank you, Father. Oh, you're more than enough. You're more than enough for us. You're taking care of us. You're taking care of our families. We're so thankful. And we praise you, Father God. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For your power that's working. Say, his power is working in my body. Drives out all sickness. Drives out all disease. For I was healed. I was healed. We were healed 2,000 years ago on the cross. So we take our healing. We take it. It's ours. We take that healing right now in Jesus' name. We take it. We take it. I thank you, Father, for your healing power. I thank you, Father. It's going to work in the people right now. Somebody's been having stomach issues, uh, that, that stomach pain, or, or it's causing you to feel not so good, that has to go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No more stomach issues. They go. They go. Nausea. 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 That has to go in Jesus' name. No more being nauseous. It's under the blood. You were redeemed from that. Jesus took it on the cross 2,000 years ago. Those, those times of nauseousness, it's under the curse and it has to go. It has to go. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for your healing power. Put your hand wherever your, your body needs healing right now. If any of you need healing, just put your hand right now wherever you need healing. And I thank you, Father, for that healing power that it goes in right now. Father God, we heard your word today and we take our healing right now. We were healed 2,000 years ago and we will not allow the enemy to steal from us, but we will walk in perfect wholeness and health in Jesus' name. Now, some of you, you've been battling symptoms. I want to encourage you, uh, forgive, forgive, because we can teach the word and you can hear the word, but if you're not forgiving, somebody that's hurt you many years ago or you're not forgiving yourself some of you need to forgive yourself from mistakes you've made or things that have happened some of you it wasn't even your fault i want it that's by the spirit of god it wasn't even your fault and you think it was your fault but it was not your fault it was not your fault the enemy came he tried to steal from you and you let that go don't let your mind dwell on that anymore. It was not your fault. The enemy would try and accuse you, telling you that you messed up, you made a mistake. It's under the blood. You have, you've already asked the Lord to forgive you. It's over. Don't allow him to accuse you. You can't receive your healing if you're constantly feeling um, accused like you're not worthy. You are worthy. You are deserving of it because he made you worthy. He made you worth it. If you weren't worth it, he wouldn't have died for you. He died for you because you're worth it. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. So you take his healing, that love. His love provides that healing for you. Healing, it's yours. Pain-free in Jesus' name. Pain-free. Walking in health and wholeness in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. Let's just worship him. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you. For someone's ankle, I thank you, Father. Their ankle, that pain, I don't know if you sprained it, something with your ankle. Uh, we, cut, we just thank you. That healing power is going in right now into that ankle. I feel like it's your right ankle, but maybe it's not. You're healed in Jesus' name. Your ankle, I thank you, Father, for the power of God. Yeah, and that swelling, it has to go down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. 
for that power that goes in, the healing power of God. We were healed 2,000 years ago. By your stripes, we were healed. We take that healing right now. We take it right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you. Just praise him for his healing power. His healing power. It's going in. Hallelujah. Worship him as your healer, as your deliverer. Oh, he's redeemed you. He's delivered you. <laughs> he's delivered us so many times. And don't worry, he'll do it again. He's already done it. You just have to possess it by faith. Possess it by faith. And that which was lost shall be restored, says the Lord. That which was lost shall be restored if you will take it by faith. Take what belongs to you. Take your restoration. Restoration belongs to you as a Christian. The enemy, he's stolen some things. You take your restoration. Say, no, I'm taking that back. I'm taking that back. It shall be restored. It was, let me tell you, it was already restored on the cross 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, he, he took it so, so that uh, you wouldn't have to go through that loss. It's already been restored. So take your restoration by faith. Take it by faith. It's yours. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Restoration is ours. The enemy has to restore. You know, the Bible says he has to restore sevenfold. The Bible says Job, he received double. He received double. I said he received double. Uh, this year, the beginning of this year, before all this hit, the Lord said, start declaring the power of the double. Kenneth Copeland prophesied in 2016, the power of the double. And I had it typed up and I went back to that. And I started declaring, I thank you, Father, for the power of the double. Declare it now. If you've lost, you've, maybe you've lost jobs, you've lost hours. I don't know, you've lost customers. No, devil, you have to restore. I declare the power of the double. Matter of fact, multiplication, multiplication. It comes back in Jesus' name. You just take that, amen? Thank you, Father. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Yeah, you said that you would restore. <laughs> you said you would restore. You said you would restore. And we thank you, Father, for the restoration. Thank you, Father, for restoring to them. Yeah. In Jesus' name. And all those family members, they're coming in. <laughs> they're coming in. They're coming back to the Lord. They're coming back to the Lord. They're coming back to the Lord. That's part of, yeah, our best year yet. Our family members coming back to Him in Jesus' name. Just thank God every day they're coming back to the Lord. Don't talk bad about them. Don't criticize them. Don't look upon them in a wrong way. But just thank God they're coming back to the Lord. They're coming back to the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for it. Our best year yet. Our best year yet. Your family is coming in, Joel. Joel, your family, they're coming in. I don't know, I don't know where they live or all that, but they're coming to, to the king. They're coming into Jesus. Amen. You declare that. They're coming in. I thank Father, all my family members saved. My whole household saved. That's part of the blessing of the Lord. That's part of the blessing of the Lord, that your whole family would be saved. That's not just for him, that's for all of us. It's part of the blessing of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. All of them saved. Yes, coming to, coming to know you, Father. We see it. We see it by faith. We see it and we take it by faith. We thank you, Father. And you're sending the laborers, the right ones, to minister the word of salvation and the word of deliverance to them. And Satan, you desist in their minds. In Jesus' name, we speak freedom to them. We call them saved. I thank you, Father, for soft, receptive hearts to hear your word and to, be, to, to come into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name. You believe that this morning? I'm telling you, by his stripes, you were healed. You were healed. All you have to do is hear the word and be healed. Amen.